0: Everyone, and welcome to Short and Junk. In this episode, we're going to answer the question, When you write a short story, is it hard to keep it short? Well, the short answer is yes. <laughs> and the long answer is hell yes. I mean, honestly, honestly, it really depends on fandom. I had this moment of crisis where I could not figure out why my work was suddenly going short for me and then i realized that i was um not writing in some big fantasy or science fiction fandom i have all i wrote these i wrote three stories for the big moxie this year in 911 and they were all ranging between 50 and 65k and i was like why are my why is my stuff so short and then i realized it's because i was writing contemporary romance and that it wasn't very um that it wasn't there I don't have to account for a lot of world building elements in in contemporary works that I do like in Stargate or in Harry Potter or The Hobbit. Or speaking of um, science fiction, I recently, um, for those of you who know what Mass Effect is and know that I'm writing a story for Mass Effect, I am, I am currently writing the suicide mission that takes place in Game 2. So I'm precariously close to finishing the first novel in my Mass Effect story arc and I'm super excited about it. Um and I'm um I've plotted book two which will be the whole Reaper War. You know, so for those of you who know what Mass Effect is. Um and for those of you who don't know what Mass Effect is, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. There are whole YouTube channels dedicated to Mass Effect. You can figure this shit out. Okay. Anyways, um well I saying? oh short stories. I have purposefully structured short stories in the past. I am perfectly capable of doing it. But what often happens is that I give myself permission to do as I wish. You see? Because when you're know, writing professionally, you, you you're in a box. There's this box you have to be in. You have to do this, 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 and this. I mean, and some of those boxes are really super fucking narrow. Like, in the 80s and 90s, like in some Harlequin lines, you couldn't even have your characters have sex until they exchanged I love yous. Sincere I love yous. (laughs) Not like I love you to get laid. (laughs) But I love you for the rest of my life. Let's get married love yous. (laughs) Then they can have sex with the lights out. Oh, Harlequin. Um, But, yeah, and you, word economics are super important in, um, in, in writing pro works, which is why I have often talked about word economics for young writers, especially if you're interested in going in that direction, you know, and word economics is not just one way, because there are some genres where you're expected to produce 120, 150K, um, and you need that room to do world building and character structure and character development and um, plot works. That's just, you need that much room to, to get there, to seal the deal. And in other areas where you have publishers are saying, okay, we're going to put out 12 of these books a year and they have to be 50K. They cannot be longer than 50K under any circumstances. And if you can't write 50K and tell a complete story, you've got a problem. Cuz it's not just writing until you get to 50k. It's writing a complete work within that those 50,000 words. Um I've written science fiction short stories. I've um I honestly when you write like in the science fiction arena when it when it comes to short stories, you it, you have to make a decision between character or world. And so, what you will notice in a lot of short stories is that the character drives the story from start to finish. And it's usually like event based, like this one event happens, and that you follow that character through the event and through the consequences of that event. Um, That's also the way TV episodes are very much often structured is that there will be a an event and there will be a consequence it's the it's the model for procedurals like in law and order the event is the crime whether it be murder or etc i don't want to trigger anybody um i said murder wouldn't you be triggery i mean how do i get here i'll tell you you how i got here um we recently turned off uh direct tv and my husband asked me, he said, if you could have one channel that we don't currently have on streaming that you would like if we canceled DirecTV, what would it be? And I obviously said Discovery, as one does. And so he gave me, a, he, um, he, um, he got me a whole year of Discovery. And what have I done? I have been binge watching true crime. Me and Paula Zahn had been on the case for 20 seasons. Like a baby that doesn't bother me at all for some reason i don't i can't explain it <laughs> anyways anyways so um procedurals are episodes like that are based on that structure of event and consequences um and all the law and orders uh uh the medical procedures the you know like nine one one is is roughly based on that model as well um they'll mix a little like there'll be an event um There will be consequences, a little bit of character development, move on. And so it just depends. And then, you know, like in some shows, like X-Files, had a mixture of Monster of the Week movie um, episodes where it would be an event and consequences. Then they would also have other episodes that were story arc episodes that would have um, events and consequences that are long-reaching like You will see those consequences rippling out through multiple episodes across the whole season. One of the things that I did when I was writing Sentinels of Atlantis, which is written in a series of short episodes, I, um, well it's buffered by two books. Like There's a 30K book at the front and then a 50K book at the end and everything else in between is kind of a mixture of like 5 and 15K, I think, between 5 and 15K. Um, and what that was was that I wanted to tell you a story and that there would be events in the first novella and in the first in the episodes that would filter out and have consequences throughout the series. And so that took a lot of work. I had to do a lot of plotting and planning for that. I had to do it twice because of the great, the great loss, the, the great hard drive loss that we don't want to talk about. Because I've beaten that horse to, to death, too. So um, <clears throat> that's where that, you know, comes into play. So if you're writing a series of short stories, uh, it's sometimes easier to write a series of short stories. Like if you know that you're going to write a series of shorts, that you could make a decision to leave something out in your in your first story because you know you can include it in your second or your third. Does that make sense? And um, one of the more interesting parts of the true crime lately is that uh, you know how well my, some of you might not know, but what you might not know is the Golden State Killer was one of the the most prolific criminals, he, he did more than murder, um, in California history, they found him through genealogy DNA. They traced him through his relatives using public DNA. Um, he was a cop at one time, but by the time he got caught, he wasn't a cop anymore. I and mean, I think he was a cop for like, what, five or six years, Demma? Maybe ten? In a couple of different districts? Um, but he had been, I mean, it, it was like 40 years in the making catching this man. Maybe more. Um, He was also called the original Night Stalker. And then eventually, because of DNA, they connected all of these crimes. And there were like 50 of them. Attacks and murders. Um, and they caught him through genealogy DNA. So they literally chased him through his relatives. And, and um, so that was pretty fascinating. But that, that technique is also showing up in other cold cases that I'm seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm watching Paula Zahn. Uh, on the case of Paul Zahn Discovery. So that technique is actually starting to pay in dividends for cold cases that are 30 and 40 years old. It's amazing. It's amazing. Justice. We shall have it. Uh, But the short story. What I would say is that the short story is rapidly becoming a lost art form. It is, um, in fandom, I think, often difficult to accomplish because... You don't owe fandom anything. So you don't owe them a specific word count. They haven't written you a check that you've already cashed. So if you say, I'm going to write 10K and you write 50, that's nobody's business, but your own, right? Right, and so it's very tempting to give in to your what if moment. What if I did this? What if I did that? And that happens to plotters as well as pantsers. This is not a judgment on either one. It happens to both. I have done it. I have what ifed myself right off a cliff, y'all. I've been unleashing my demons. That's right. But Unleash Your Demons was actually one of the most heavily plotted novels I've ever written. Fandom or otherwise. Um, In the end, I only took out one plot element and it was because of characterization versus structure and even like when i wrote it i estimated that it would finish between 115 and 120k and i wasn't i think it ended up being like 114 115k so yeah so it's anyway it's um there was uh there are moments when you're writing, when you're when you're when you're planning your story, when you're writing your story, where you have to make decisions about how you're going to structure your story, whether you're going to tell a series of novellas, whether you're gonna tell a novel, where you're gonna do a series of episodes, or where you're gonna tell a specific short story where you have a beginning and a middle and an end. And if your idea is too big, you're gonna have a really difficult time keeping it short. I am on fire. I, I just got instant hot flash. Um. <clears throat> anyways, so we talked a long time ago in a different podcast about ideas that are too big, and you won't know how big they are until um, and for some people, they won't know they not they won't know how big they are until they get into the writing. Now, I've had ideas where I thought, okay, this is just stupidly huge. What am I doing? Um, in the plotting stage. And that's usually where I'm going to find out that my idea is just way too big. And when you do that, it's uh, <clears throat> difficult to to let go of the idea. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, I, like, one of the reasons why Small Magic exists is because I plotted it Realized it was going to be every bit of 250 K and wrote it anyway. Like literally wrote it anyway. Still not finished. Still have one plot point left. Is that flat point about the five armies? Yes, it is. Another one that actually curiously was a ginormous work that I that I plotted and thought, oh, this is going to be fucking huge. And I, I started writing it anyway. And that would be Ties That Bind. Most of you probably don't realize that Ties That Bind was originally one novel. And by the time I got to the part that eventually became A Lovely Agony, I realized that I had created a monstrosity. And I was like, I I cannot put this on... Um, I can't I can't publish this the way it is I just can't I can't do it so I uh, I was like okay I, t- I took it apart I took it apart and turned it into novellas. Um, that, because, honestly, it was really stressful reading it as a novel. Just imagine, just imagine all those punches in the face. If you, if you think about, I mean, even reading all the episodes or all the novellas of ties that bind back to back can get kind of overwhelming. Just imagine if it was a single novel. It is, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was, it, it would have taken a toll. Um... I trust myself enough to know that it wouldn't have been horribly written uh, but I also know when to rein myself in and say, okay, okay, bitch, you need to calm down, calm down and and make a plan because that's not working. It's also something that I've discovered about small magic and um, something that I am um, also battling with when it comes to the unspeakable plot. Now, one of the problems with the unspeakable plot is that I plotted a <sighs> ridiculously giant novel by accident, because I thought I was writing one thing, but I was actually writing another. And that happens too. And the, there's no need to like beat yourself up, beat yourself up over the blah, 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 There's no use in beating yourself up over it. Did I get that out right this time? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because it is what it is. um, And so you have to figure out how to make it work for you. And how you can manage the the project itself. Because if I had left Ties That Bind the way it was, it still wouldn't be published. Because there's something to be said about having digestible novel or novella length um, stories that you can edit. Yeah, cause it wouldn't even be finished like like older you wouldn't be editing it because it's the, it wouldn't be finished. there there would be no beta yet. and the beta would take three years. It would be ridiculous. um, but there's something to be said about writing in like discrete packages because it gives you breathing room, it lowers your stress, and it creates a space in your creative process where you can be um, Where you can explore big ideas in ways that aren't going to make you lose your fucking mind. Does that make sense? So yes, the answer to that question is, it is hard to keep a short story short. Um, But most of the time, that comes down to the idea. Sometimes you have an idea that you think is a short story that is absolutely 100% not a short story. A long time ago, recently actually, whenever I do Rough Trade... (laughs) And I'm approving project files, and people are putting up their little summaries, and there'll be like a, a word count estimate, and they'll be like, "Oh, twenty-five k, or oh, fifty k," and I'm thinking, "Girl, it's gonna be a hundred k," because sometimes it's difficult to recognize um, the the scope of your project at at the time of like creation. Um, and that you're going to find it out when you start working on it. You're, you're going to see the scope when you start working. So, But if you do come across an idea that you think. Um, that you start writing it as a short story. And you realize that you've, you've made a mistake in your structure. It's perfectly okay to stop and reevaluate. And make a different decision. Oh my word counts on rough trade are never serious. They're never serious. Because I've given up trying to be serious about it. So I pick sarcasm every time. I woke up and chose sarcasm for a whole month. And I do it three times a year. Well, Dark, one of the things that you can do as a plotter is that, you know, outside of stupid trials and and also, honestly, interviews. Apparently, interviews fuck me up too. And interrogations fuck me up the same way. It might as well be a fucking trial in Harry Potter. Um you learn over time as, as a pl- when you're a plotter how long it will take you to write a particular scene. And when you know that it's going to take you 10K to write a court scene, you, you put 10K down for that chapter. Like, okay, that's going to be two chapters, and it's going to be 10K. Okay. Okay, I've accepted that. But early on, I didn't recognize that my... I, that I got wordy. I got real wordy in, in trials. And I didn't realize that at the start. Um... So, knowing how long it takes you to write a love scene, what's comfortable to write, how this is going to turn out, um, how you're going, you know, how many words are you going to dedicate to this. It's a, um, it's a very natural rhythm that you develop as a plotter. Um, the, I think that as a pantser, you could consider it a goal. Like, say, if you're going in, okay, you're, start, you're starting your next chapter, and you know in this chapter you have to do this one thing. I mean, if you plan that far ahead, um, then you can say, "Okay, I'm going to do this one thing in 5k." And if you're, and if you plan to write 10 chapters, if you plan even that far, um, you can say, "Okay, I'm going to give each one of these chapters five to seven k," and I'm going to do this is this is how it's going to be, and my book is going to be between 50 and 70k when I'm done. And Develop that rhythm for yourself, um, no matter how you write. Cause I know that if I have like 10 plot points that I, that I want to, or 10, 10 events that I want to cover in a book that I am looking at between 50 and 70 K cause my average chapter length is about 5k ish, depending on, you know, interviews, interrogations and trials. Oh, I need a plot. I always need a plot. Even if it's only like five sentences, I need a plot. I need to know where I'm going. I need to know my beginning, my middle, and my end. Um, I knew exactly how Unleash Your Demons* was going to end before I said, before I wrote the first word. I, I always know my ending before I start writing, because if I don't know my ending, I, I can't, I can't do it. Now I have a couple of writer friends in the real world who will plot everything but their ending, and I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you like this? How'd you get here? Who, who hurt you? they'll plot everything but the ending i know one bitch this this heifer scene maps ellie she scene maps and doesn't write or plan her ending before she starts writing that's crazy right now, i don't scene map but i know people who do ellie um because scene mapping um actually basically writes the story for me and i'm done um now, that's not to say that I don't actually, like, plan a whole chapter out in my head before I start writing it, because I do. Um, all of my chapters in my mind have a defined beginning, middle, and end. Just like all my stories have a, a defined beginning, middle, and end. Um, I knew the last scene of the birth of the Serpent King and what it was going to be and what it was going to be about before I wrote the first word. And that was the one that I plotted in my head and thought that I pantsed. But I'd never pants anything in my damn life. <sighs> But there, at one time, I would have told you I did Pants with the serpent King. That's not true, obviously, since I, I knew my ending before I ever started writing. Like, I knew all my plot points. So, obviously, I've never pantsed a damn thing. I just didn't write down my plot. And I called that pantsing. <laughs> I plotted the whole thing in my head, right? <laughs> Demo, lately, I've been keeping a, a file on my computer called an Idea Garden. And I, I make a little section for each fandom, and I have a, like, uh, ideas and bullet points. It's very fun. I, I, I recommend it. Anyways, I hope this answers your question and that you enjoyed this episode of Short and Jump, and I will catch you later.